You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hey, I'm Willie George. Welcome to the Faith Roots Podcast. So glad you joined me again today. Uh, we're talking about trials, tests, troubles, temptations. All of these things do not come from God. They don't. They come from the enemy, and their purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. Now, you, if you have superior knowledge, knowledge that comes from the instruction of God's Word, you can approach these trials with confidence, knowing that you can reverse them. You can stop them from having their deadly effect, and you can actually use them as stepping stones to a greater glory. So let's go to this. If you give the devil enough rope, he will hang himself. That's an old proverb. Uh, The reason is because Satan has no self-control. He doesn't know when to stop. Uh, Once he starts moving and attacking and he thinks he has an advantage, he will not stop. He keeps pushing it. It's what you see with Pharaoh. Pharaoh should have stopped when the children of Israel left Egypt. They were going to the wilderness and then ultimately to the promised land. And Pharaoh heard that they had gone to the Red Sea and were on the shore of the Red Sea. And he, he, it was too much for him to resist. This was Satan. Satan provoked him to go after the children of Israel. Now, had Pharaoh left them alone, he would have lived. But he couldn't leave them alone. He was driven the way that the devil is driven. Because when the devil comes to attack, he doesn't want to quit. He wants to keep going. He is driven by his hatred of people. Now, the reason that I wanted to tell you that is I wanted you to see how Satan overplayed his hand here in the book of Acts. This is Paul on his journey. He's on his way to Rome Let me read to you what Jesus had said to him uh, in in Acts 23, 11. But the following night, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you must also bear witness at Rome. So the Lord Jesus said to him, You will go to Rome and you're going to testify in Rome to the Caesar. You're going to talk to him with witness of me. You're going to explain the plan of salvation to him. And that's exactly what Paul did. All hell tried to come against Paul to keep him from getting to Rome. Everything imaginable happened, but Paul still made it. Now, look at what happened here in Acts 28. They've had a shipwreck. They came to the island of Malta. Now, when they had escaped, Then they found out the island was called Malta, Acts 28.1. And the natives showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and they made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. Now, I want you to look at that for just a minute and think about that. Of all the people, I'm sure there were loads of other people who were doing the same thing, helping to build the fire, 
Paul is the one that the viper latched on to. And so here is yet another attack of Satan. Satan is using this snake uh, to, to take Paul's life, or hopes that he can take Paul's life, and uh, trying to hinder him. And so the people on the island were very superstitious, and they saw this as karma. And listen to verse 4. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he has escaped from the sea, yet justice does not allow to live. They couldn't have been more wrong. By the way, that idea of karma, uh, get that out of your thinking. There's a certain amount of superstition associated with that. Bad things happen to good people. And then there are bad people that probably should have more bad things happen to them, but that don't. Some of them are actually protected by the devil. He is using them for a particular purpose and doesn't want them to get hurt because they serve his purpose, and so they may have it smooth. They may make a lot of money. They may be in a position of power. They may hold high political office. Uh, that's what Satan does. He exalts people like that. So that's why we pray for the right people to be in office and the right leaders to hold the positions of authority. Paul talks about that in 1 Timothy chapter 2. All right, so Paul knew how to respond to this. He didn't just learn this. It wasn't just something on a whim that he did, but it was based upon Mark 16, 18. These signs will follow them that believe. They will pick up snakes with their hands. That's one of the supernatural signs that he said that would happen. And so Paul shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. However, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and they said that he was a god. Now look how quickly they turned. These are people who base all of their beliefs on circumstances. You can't base your beliefs on circumstances. You can't tell what God's will is by circumstances. Just because some awful thing comes your way doesn't mean that it is God's will. And Paul knew that. All right, now look what happened. He flipped the script on the devil. And we're going to get into this in the remaining part of this series. In that region, there was an estate of the leading citizen of the island, whose name was Publius, who received us and entertained us courteously for three days. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. Paul went into him and prayed, and he laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. They also honored us in many ways, and when we departed, they provided such things as were necessary. Now, do you see how this whole thing was turned? And what Satan meant for evil, the shipwreck, the serpent, all of the horrible things that had befallen Paul up to this point, it did a number of things. First of all, Paul's Roman uh, officer who was in charge of him was able to see firsthand that the hand of God was on Paul and begin to have great respect for him. And that happened with Paul quite often. And then Publius, who is the ruler of the island, he also sees that the hand of God is on Paul. And I promise you that when Paul prayed, he prayed in the name of Jesus. They left a great witness there for uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so it all happened because Satan overplayed his hand. 
And that's something that he did. Uh, <clears throat> listen, we don't look for trials. Nobody likes to see them come. But when they do come, know this, that God's purpose in the trial is to completely turn that thing around and bring you victory. Ultimately, here's what has to happen. It discourages Satan. Very often you will read about people who flip the script and after they had a particular trial, for instance, after Daniel uh, got out of the lion's den, there was never again any attempt like that against his life. Nobody messed with him after that. And he not only got back what he had before the trial, uh, but Daniel had uh, co-workers, 120 administrators, and two more guys on the same level as Daniel. So there are 122 officers in the Persian kingdom that conspired against him to have him thrown in the lion's den. Now Daniel was delivered by God, came out of the lion's den. And when the king saw what was done, saw the deliverance of God for Daniel, and saw the the, the, the purpose of the law that was made against prayer, he had all 122 of those evil men thrown into the lion's den, and the lions tore them apart. Now, said all that, say this, when Daniel went back to work Monday morning, uh, he has no enemies. I mean, it's a totally different atmosphere. There's not a soul in the palace who will touch him or think any harm toward him at all. And so he didn't get back what he had. He got back something way better. Same thing is true of the crucifixion and the resurrection. When Jesus died, he did it as the second Adam in order to get us back into relationship with God. But we didn't get what we had in the Garden of Eden. We got something far better. Think about it. Adam sinned one time, loses everything. We have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, we sin many times, but we don't lose our place with God. We are immediately forgiven when we ask for it, and we are restored. Adam did not have a glorified body. He sinned against God. He eventually died physically. We are going to receive a glorified body like the body of Jesus Christ after he was raised from the dead that cannot die. We are seated at the right hand of God in the heavenly places. Adam had an authority on earth, but he was in the Garden of Eden. His seat was here. Our seat is at God's right hand in Christ. We have been seated in heaven in all the heavenly places. Adam didn't know how to rebuke the enemy. We know how to rebuke the enemy. You see, we have the written word of God that was given. Adam didn't have that in the beginning. We have the written word of God. We have so many things that are far superior to what God started with. So it's this spiritual law that when God steps in and reverses an attack of the enemy, he never takes us back to where we were before the attack, he takes us further than if there had been no attack at all. Can you imagine how discouraging that must be to Satan, a being who cannot control himself, who loses it, who's full of rage and fury and is constantly looking for opportunities to kill, steal, and destroy. And he has to think twice about who he goes after. Because if he goes after the wrong person, this whole thing may backfire and blow up in his face. 
and the kingdom of God is promoted instead of humiliated. Well, that's all the time that I have for today. We will pick up here again. See you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.